okay, this is a spooky-ass lullaby. Such um, <laughs> <laughs> shit was spooky. Um, and I was, like, so excited. I was like, we got a Spider-Man reference. That's so cool. On candy striped legs, the Spider-Man comes softly through the shadow of the evening sun. I was like, this is kind of cool, though. Like, a superhero lullaby? I could do that. Uh, that's not what was happening. I wrote, wait a fucking minute. This is no <laughs> Spider-Man that I know. <laughs> So uh, next up, we're going to talk a little bit about The Cure and the album Disintegration. Give us a brief, give us, give us a gut feeling, Caleb. All right, all right. So this was, this was an, I have an interesting relationship, a complicated one with this album, uh, which is that I have to, in general, say I like it. Um, Surprising. At, at first, my first listen, I named it as boring. I was like, it's fine. But then I did my close listen, and that really that really changed it for me. It really the the general feelings that I, I want to name is like this album is an album that I would put on in the background if I wanted to write. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I would like I don't know if you remember when I was writing my second book, I used to post up in this little corner at most. Oh my second book. book, my second book. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Um, and that one, I would, I would sit up in the corner and at Mosley's and I would find something to listen to. And I, you know, clearly be drinking and and writing the second book. This album could be played. Like I could be listening to this album and have written my second book for sure. So like, then I was like, fuck, this is the sound of it. Overall, I like, I thought the songs often were a a bit too long, right? Or like could drag because I think they didn't do what we were talking about in Purple Rain where like the wandering didn't really bring new things to light often i'd agree i i for most of these songs the moment you start you kind of know what the song is going to sound like for the rest of the song um, yeah for most of them and and that's not necessarily a bad thing but yeah so overall i i like it the the lyrics were super interesting to me uh, that's... there are a couple songs that we're going to dive into just because i want us to figure it out together um or whatever <laughs> like i'm like this might even be the most popular song or whatever i just need to know what's happening um i i when you said you're giving me purple rain i was like well fuck uh because i mean that purple rain is is purple goddamn rain like nothing's Mm -hmm. nothing can touch that Mm -hmm. and i knew musically it wasn't really going to compete with what we had but i i was hopeful that the lyrics were going to get you because uh, i mean i've known this but especially reading it closely i mean it's they're poems they're total they're total poetry This whole album could be played, like, the music they were making is music I've performed to. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. that have gone on in the background, Mm -hmm. and I've fit my poem to rhythm with this, right? I could do that. I could find a poem I have right now and recite it over, if you, you know, you cut the vocals of the other person, 
and the you just have that background music. I don't know the names of these people. Um, you haven't told me the names yet. I haven't learned that yet. Uh, I'm here to learn. Uh, if you would have cut the vocals and then just let me, I could fit easily. Okay. It's just structured in a way that it has that feel. And it the music, I think, asks for a poem. And I think the writers bring a poem. They do. And I appreciate that a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. This gives me a little more hope. I, I thought you might be a little more downtrodden <laughs> this this week. So uh, um, The first listen was a little rough for me. Uh, the first listen, I was driving and I was like, I'm going to doze. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to get some background informi- information on The Cure. Uh, I mainly focused on the lead singer, Robert Smith, because, uh, I mean, he's the most Robert recognized. Smith, can you give me a whiter name? Chad Wellington. <laughs> At least that's got character. <laughs> um, so Robert James Smith was born April 29th, 1959, a year after Prince. Uh, the third, and he was the third of four children to Rita Mary and James Alexander Smith. Uh, and like many of our subjects, he grew up in a musical family. His father sang and his mother played piano. Uh, Robert and his younger sister began taking piano lessons together, but she took to it uh, quite quickly. And Robert states she was, quote, uh, a piano prodigy, pro- <laughs> a piano prodigy. <laughs> so sibling rivalry made me take up guitar because she couldn't get her fingers around the neck. So the That's so the only heavy, reason, but I love it. Fuck you! I'll, I'll learn my own guitar over here. Bong 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 bong. Crying, like uh, weeping. <laughs> Robert began taking guitar lessons formally, but stopped when he was quote losing the sense of fun, and began to teach himself to play by ear by listening to his older brother's record collection. Smith states that growing up, he once wore a black velvet dress to school. Kind of just to see what would happen. Uh, the teachers didn't seem to care, but he was reportedly beat Hold up. But yeah, beat up by four oh. other kids after school. I got to put a pin in that. There's a lyric about velvet, right? That's a thing that exists. black and velvety. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget. Oh my god, I'm learning something right now. <laughs> I forget what 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 song that is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because it, it's and I was like so curious about that. So uh, pin in it and let's let's fucking figure that out when it comes up. Um, all right, keep going, Jamie. Sorry. So he got beat up for wearing velvet. Is that what you said? Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, I mean, 19, 1969, yeah. 70, probably yeah. not the best time in the world to be wearing a black velvety dress as a boy, but yeah. the times yeah. are getting better. Uh, Smith also reports he put minimal effort in, in at school, stating, quote, if you were crafty enough, you could convince the teachers you were special. I did virtually nothing for three years. Fucking guilty. <laughs> I pulled that shit. Really? constantly high school i was i I was i was never like a brown noser but i was really good at getting the teachers to like like me and just getting away with way too much shit like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry mrs kelvin like i didn't bring in my class work i must have left it at home like you know me and (laughs) like somehow (laughs) they'd be like oh just get it to me tomorrow jamie i'm like yeah i'll do it tonight yo that was not my life um so uh, Smith's first <laughs> band was called the Crawley Goat Band and was formed at age 14 with his younger sister, older brother, and several friends. The core members of the group would perform for the first time under the name The Obelisk in 1973. The group would consist of Smith on piano, Mick Dempsey on guitar, Lal Tolhurst on percussion. Lol. Remember when you were asking for a uh, whiter name? There it is. Yep, there it um, is. There it is. 
Mark Sigano on lead guitar and Alan Hill on bass. But like all, all these band members would come and go. Like no one stuck around too oh, long. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Probably he's, because he's Smith was a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Smith would rename the band The Cure and sign to a newly formed label called Fiction and release their debut <laughs> their debut single Killing an Arab in 1978. Can you tell me a wider name than that? Uh yeah, so 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 the song uh, <laughs> Hey. Uh, so, <laughs> you you know how we do oh. Um, I hate that so much. Um, can just, you you have to talk about this song now. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So killing as an bad Arab. As I think it is. Not exactly. It's a song that's an interpretation. Is this the first racist band you've given me? So they were they were accused of it, but so it's about <laughs> it's about a moment in the novel called "The Stranger" by Albury Camus, in which uh, shooting takes place on a beach, and it's actually like. A condemnation of that moment. It's not like hey, everybody go out and kill yourself an Arab. It's like look at look at what happens when we don't communicate. Look what happens when there's hate mm-hmm. among people. Mm-hmm. So choose another name mm-hmm. for the song is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the band would experience commercial success in 1983, releasing many of the hits they are best known for today. And this album, Disintegratious, was their eighth studio album and heralded as a return to form for the band after developing a distaste for their own popularity. Once again, another, this is this is some white people That's stuff that coming dope. up over and over again, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, oh, I hate my fame. Uh. Yeah, it seems to oh, be. Oh, woe is me. I'm, I'm, people love me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and finally, the album was named... Uh, number 116 on the Rolling Stones top 500 albums of all time uh, stating disintegration hangs together beautifully creating and sustaining a mood of thoroughly self-absorbed gloom self-absorbed gloom is a great way to put that yep so that's where we're at with uh with the cure why don't you uh take us through your your top five pop in let's do it let's do it let's do it yeah so we've got it I'm starting with plain song Okay. Um, so, plain song. We start with some some wind chimes. Interesting enough. Then we've got like the explosion of sound. We've got the synth and the drums, and that was fun. Um, one thing that I love about starting with these wind chimes is I'm pretty used to at this point white people just making weird sounds, right? Like, <laughs> doing some weird shit. Like we listen to the Beach Boys, right? Like we we got it. But what was really cool is that later we've got uh, or the first line, excuse me, is. I think it's dark and it looks like rain. You said, and the wind is blowing like it's the end of the world. The wind chimes mattered. Yeah. That, made, that gave me so much joy. It's um, <laughs> like, <clears throat> give me a weird sound or a unique sound, great. But if it's part of the song, like if it's if it's if they're interacting with each other, that's awesome. Because the wind is blowing, that's why you're hearing wind chimes. Like it just makes sense. Um, so I, that like was really satisfying for me um because unlike i don't know like I, the beach boys had a lot of sounds that were just sounds that were fun to hear right they were pet sounds <laughs> um but <laughs> this was like a, an intentional choice and we don't get that knowledge until i think it's three minutes in around three minutes is when we get our first vocals right so like we don't get that first line and i've been listening to wind chimes for three minutes 
um, and yeah. then you satisfy it and tell me that it's there, great. I will say the vocals don't come in for three minutes. And honestly, I had accepted it. Mm. It wasn't mad that there weren't vocals. I wasn't actually sure that there was. Usually, I'm anticipating the vocals. I'm like, come on. Let's get let's get get some words in here too. I would love to hear it. Um, and I and I also was like trying to figure out. I often anticipate what the voice is gonna be like, right? I'm like, I wonder what they're gonna sound like. Um, and I would say his voice is exactly how I would have guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, uh, which is satisfying. It's not a problem. It's, he knows his, he stayed in the pocket. He knows who he is. For Plain Song, I felt like I knew this melody already. Like, I felt like I, I recognized it, which hmm. was weird for me. I don't know why. Uh, and that happens actually a couple times through this this album as well. It's like, I think so, in some far off land, I've heard this before. This is definitely music that could be in a movie. Uh, well, I, specifically Plain Song, but the rest of the, all of this album. I was about to ask a very silly question and ask if you've ever seen The Crow, but I know the answer is no. Yeah, why would I? What? What? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? Did did The Cure actually do the soundtrack for The Crow? Hit it. Hit a goog. Yeah. Continue. I I was super um, captivated by the focus on a person smiling and like it also being right next to <laughs> juxtapositioned uh, <laughs> um, right next to these like arguably bad things like the end of the world yes um, and so it made me start questioning like the end isn't bad is it like i wondered for the rest of this album which i don't think is necessarily true but a thing that i was thinking about was like maybe the end of the world disintegration isn't actually all bad and that was something that really was intriguing and i love that we started with that living at the edge of the world might not be bad Oh, I literally wrote, this song feels like a backtrack to some scene in a movie. Uh, <laughs> yep. So I, I liked playing song. I will, I will name just, I just thought every song in this album I thought uh, was too long. But I, I liked this song. Like I, like, I actively enjoyed this song. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I, this was an interesting one. This wasn't one I was familiar with. But I liked that it, it, it seemed that it was deeply dark but triumphantly ominous i don't know how to how to describe mm, it it felt big and ominous it felt like it was big and taking up space in the darkness and i was like i am here i am listening and i'm ready to be destroyed yeah because it's <laughs> it sounds like the end of an 80s movie where like the hero dies and is like ascending mm -hmm. into heaven and like looks back yeah. as like his final good deed and like his love interest is like one tear and she's like reaching up for him. That's that's what I saw. I see it. I see it. <laughs> and we we start getting duality as a theme in the, in in this mm. w with the line. Uh, it's like the cold. If you were dead, then you smiled for a second. So we're finding joy in the darkness, darkness yep. like pleasure in the pain, and a way to come together after disintegration is really what I was thinking of. Oh, you're going after disintegration. Mm. And I, 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 this whole thing felt dreamlike uh, where the phrases are kind of repeating themselves before they're said. Like it's this weird audio oh, yeah. looping. And I picked up on the same thing. Uh, the line, sometimes you make me feel like I'm living at the edge of the world. It's just the way I smile, you said. So it's this complete adoration and fear. 
because uh, mm. if you're sta- if you're standing on the edge of the world, it's thrilling, but it's also dangerous. So it's that like kind of flirtation with love and anguish. I don't well, know. I was I wanted to ask how 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 toxic do you think it is as a person to be like my smile feels like the edge of the world. I feel like there's something off there. Yeah, well, no, no one's healthy here. No <laughs> one's, no one's in a healthy headspace on disin- the cure's disintegration. Yeah, we know. Yeah, it's not healthy. This That's... dude, he, he's sad. He's the saddest he's of sad. sad boys I think oh, we've had. He is sad, sad boy. He is, uh, which I was okay with. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then we'll move on to pictures of you. Um, Yep, the the grab your chest. Oh, hurt. Mhm, mhm. Uh, so we 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 start with a simple guitar rift and drums, and then some more wind chimes come in, which makes me laugh. Um, and then we have this super bright like synth sound that comes in. I think sounds like a ray of sunshine, which is like a how do you sound like a ray of sunshine? That's super dope to me. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> And then we hit these first lines. I've been looking so long at these pictures of you that I almost believe that they're real. I've been living so long with my pictures of you that I almost believe that the pictures are all I can feel. And oh boy, are we in sad boy territory. That is, that's that's the money right there. That's where we are at. That's the pocket. We are in the pocket. <laughs> yep. I love the line, and we kissed as the sky fell in. That just worked for me. Just works so much for me okay and then we have the line if only i'd thought of the right words i could have held on uh to your heart if only i thought of the right words i wouldn't be breaking apart all Uh, my pictures of you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh so i need to know jamie are you a keep a pictures of people person uh have you ever been in a place where like in your life where you were going back to old pictures and longing for them were you like those were the good old days or any of that yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like name uh, them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you know, I I feel like the the modern equivalent of you know tearing up pictures, which is what's happening in this song. I I feel like we'll, we'll get oh, into yeah. it, but I feel like these are the last time he's looking at these pictures before he gets rid of them. I feel like the modern day equivalent. Is you know what's on your fucking Facebook? What what you're tagged in? What what what's on your camera Ooh, roll? Yep, yep. And there are some pictures I have gotten rid of, and there's some pictures mm. I will never get rid of. There's some that that, yeah. that either I don't I don't I don't <laughs> I don't need to have anymore, or you know hurt to look at again. To be honest, and there's others that I look at and I'm like. Yeah, right the fuck on. So I guess more so I I, I hold on. I think I hold on more. Mm, Caleb. Interesting. Yeah, I I've never <laughs> The thing is I always I always write down these questions that I want to ask you and I never think about my own answers and <laughs> it's probably better. It's probably a coping mechanism of knowing if in this moment I'll answer if I had to beforehand I wouldn't ask you the question. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I yeah, I I don't untag myself in anything. I'm like a pretty hard believer of like 
I am who I am today by all of the things that I've done and been with and so on and so forth, right? So I don't take that away, uh, well, especially publicly at least, but you know, there have been, you do have to, you do have to delete, you know, the pictures that hurt, right? Yeah. Um, done that. And so then you, I, I could see, you know, you play pictures of you, the song, um, and you have that moment where you look at them before you press delete, right? Before you go, they're gone forever. Uh, so yeah, I, I, but overall, I keep most things. I'm, I'm more of a keeper than not because I even, maybe this is a sad boy. Maybe this is, maybe this is us, Jamie, of like, I don't necessarily want to be without my sadness. I just want to like also be able to live happy, right? And that's like, the yeah. interesting thing there. I get made fun of um, a lot because I love the movie Inside Out. Um, oh, great movie. Which is the it's a great movie, right? The animated movie where all the emotions are happening and the premise is that you learn how to be happy and sad. Yes. yes. Right? And I'm like, that's what I've always needed. Um, <laughs> and I think that's kind of, the, the keeping the pictures part is like me going, I'm going to remember this. I just, I get to choose like how I remember this and what things I focus on in that. Right. It was, those were really good times. I don't have them now and bad things did happen in between then and now, but that was good. And that can, I can be sad about that and not necessarily need to delete it or for it to be fully away from my conscience. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me, but it's still, this is a heartbreaking song. This it is... really is. Uh, do you have more thoughts yeah. on it? No, go right ahead. Uh, the f- the first thing I said is this song hurts. <laughs> this is a painful <laughs> song. And it it's one of the all-time Hall of Famer Stone Cold breakup classics. I mean, you put this mm. on when it's fresh. This is the ouch playlist. This is on there. How did I miss that? Yes. All of this is ouch. Uh, you, you said it sounded like a, a sunbeam. Uh, yeah. And, and my exact words were chimes like a shooting star streaking across the sky. So we were very, very close there. <laughs> Which means that's the perfect sound for that. Yeah, because we both got the same imagery, more or less. The line, remembering you standing quiet in the rain as I ran to your heart to be near. I thought that was interesting that he runs to her heart as opposed to just her. And it was just great evocative language. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's just more clear and more specific and less general. And I, I really like that yeah. aspect of it. And you finally found your courage to let it all go. And I'm wondering if that was him recognizing the person who ended the relationship as like as a courageous act if he's finally coming around to be like fuck they were right like I, it's it's me or you know i've got to take ownership yeah. with this where she she had to get out and kind of it's it's an acceptance of it like this is the way it is you had to do it you had mm-hmm. to do it and you did it <laughs> like yeah yeah and then i i just wanted to touch on the, uh, the the final lines like you did where uh there's nothing in the world that I ever wanted more than to never feel the breaking apart all my pictures of you. So that's when I thought he was breaking the physical pictures up. And it's just, it's an interesting way to say I, there's nothing I, nothing in the world that I ever wanted more than to never feel this thing. Not, I, not, I, the thing I want most in the world is forever to be together. I just never wanted to feel this. I never wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And it just, 
Which hurts, makes it man. the absolute worst, right? Like, rather than being like, I really wanted this, it's going, this is the absolute worst thing I can think of. <laughs> Welcome to the cure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I do like the phrasing breaking. I believe that comes up later in, in other songs that we talk, like the phrasing of breaking exists, which is interesting because I actually don't think about breaking in disintegration similarly. Like, right. So it's kind of, they're not at odds, but like if you said, what are other words that you would use for disintegration? I, I don't think that I would use breaking. Well, it's it's funny because I, I thought about that too. I, I was coming up against that myself. And then when I, even though it's the same fucking word, when I thought about it as like disintegration, a disintegration, mm. which which is still disintegration, like it's the f- same fucking thing. Right, right. But when I when I broke the word down, the the breaking apart made more sense to me. I can work with that. That does make more sense. All right. Uh, also, I just want to name this song as seven and a half minutes of sad. Right. And I loved um, every minute of it. <laughs> it. Um, all right. We will pass over close down. We will actually pass over love song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamie, don't make faces at me. Um, we're going to pass over last dance. <laughs> and uh, we are going to hit lullaby. Okay. <laughs> I just have to name. This is, first of all, the spookiest lullaby I've ever fucking heard in my life. The fuck? I would <laughs> Why have bet. Like this? I would have bet my life that you were gonna call this song spooky. I would have bet <laughs> everything I own that you were gonna be like, I didn't like this song because it was spooky, and you don't do spooky. That is exactly how I don't do spooky. <laughs> this is spooky. It is so fucking spooky, dude. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> All right, so first of all, we, we start with this, um, like, lone electric guitar, then add the drums and the bass, then add synth, then add high note, like, synth strings, like, tiptoeing. I don't really know what that is. We built. We built here. Um, it's spooky. We've already started that. And I, I just want to read my phrasing here, which is vocals come in. Okay, this is a spooky-ass lullaby. Such <laughs> um, <laughs> shit was spooky. Um, and I was, like, so excited. I was like, we got a Spider-Man reference. That's so cool. On candy striped legs, the Spider-Man comes softly through the shadow of the evening sun. I was like, this is kind of cool, though. Like a superhero lullaby. I could do that. Uh, That's not what was happening. I wrote, wait a fucking minute. This is no (laughs) Spider-Man that I know. (laughs) The line is, when I realized the fright that the Spider-Man is having me for dinner tonight. What? What? First of all, I don't think we understand who Spider-Man is. Um, I don't think whoever this is, Robert Smith, is that his name? Whatever random simple name. He doesn't know comics, I don't think. Um, and I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was mad. And I also was kind of upset. It's a lullaby. Why are you telling me a scary story? That's not how lullabies work. Call, name, name this song Scary Story. Name it, name it <laughs> Nighttime Terrors. Like, name it anything... Other than fucking lullaby. I'm not sleeping after hearing this song. So don't lie to me. <laughs> don't lie to me, Robert Smith. <laughs> the Spider-Man reaches. Shivers. The whispering at the end. Shivers. I. Uh, 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 this is maybe one of the worst songs you've given me. Not because it's bad musically or bad. I just, it is spooky, and it's probably the spookiest song I've ever heard. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, please. Yeah. 
Go ahead. No, you jump. Oh. Go ahead. So, yeah, immediately I was like, Spider-Man doesn't have candy-striped legs. That was the first thing I wrote. I was like, that's not what it looks like. And then I realized he's not talking about Spider-Man. He's talking about a Spider-Man. Like, it is, <laughs> yep. it is a man who is a spider who is coming into his room at night and mm-hmm. graphically eating him. And it, it was mm-hmm. violent and creepy, yep. and it felt like uh, it felt like a nightmare. Honestly, it felt like a nightmare. It felt, well, the guy had a fucking nightmare. Woke up and wrote this song. Yeah, right? like that's what happened. I yeah. honestly feel like that's very likely because of just how how much it, it's like. Have you ever had sleep paralysis, Caleb? No, I've heard of that, and that sounds like kill me. I don't. I have had it. Uh, just, just like maybe uh. five or six times in my entire life, and that's that's what it. Fe- this song made me think about sleep paralysis because <laughs> it's not funny, but damn. No, it, in my experience, what it's like is, have you? Okay, so have you ever been like sleeping in a in, in your place by yourself, and you, you like hear a noise, and you're like, what was that? Yeah. So, so you have that. You're sleeping, so you have that like fear. What's like? What yeah, was that? You like open eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Like well, you're listening, and you're 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 wondering, did I hear that? Could there be something out there? With sleep paralysis, you wake up and there is no doubt in your mind someone is in your room. Like it's 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 not. Oh, oh gosh, I heard something. Could there be an intruder? It's they are in Order. my room and they are going to hurt me, and it sucks. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. Uh, but yeah, I I don't have too much more on this aside from it sounding just like a creepy ass, creepy nightmarish song. Oh yeah. Oh, you could not pay me enough to fucking watch this music video. Get the fuck out of here. I don't watch. I, uh, I'm gonna watch I'm it. I'm not. I, you couldn't pay me enough. I'll watch uh, it. Oh, I. There is a line that's like, uh, his arms are all around me and his tongue is. In my eyes. eyes. Um, fucking. First of all, gross. Second of all, do spiders have tongues? That was a thing that I wanted to know. Spiders don't. Part of them. That's the man part. (laughs) The man part's getting my eyes. (laughs) I'm a man spider. There's two things you need to know about me. I got one tongue and eight thumbs. Woo! (laughs) Why does that feel like a slogan? Like that works. (laughs) They got a good PR team. Sad Boys Jamie and Caleb here. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Other Side of the Tracks. We just wanted to take a second to thank some folks before we jump back into the episode. First off, thank you to The Milker Project for the use of their arrangement of Never Going Down Again. Scope them out on YouTube for more great arrangements. We also want to thank our sponsors for today's episode. If you want to help keep the lights on over at Sad Boy HQ, you can do so either via our Patreon at patreon.com backslash other side of the tracks or shoot us an email at other side of the tracks cast at gmail.com. Your support means the world to us. If you're unable to financially support 
Oh, wait, shit, I was going to make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in. That's funny. <laughs> if you're unable to financially support, you can always share us with someone you think would enjoy us. Our sponsors for today's episode are Caleb, the Negro artist Rainy. That's me, who has a couple of poetry books out. Um, the first one is Look Black Boy. The second is Heart Notes. You can also get the first spoken word album, Look Black Boy, on my website, thenegroartist.com. The other sponsor is Editor Taylor's podcast, The Tantalus Tales, a real place story-driven D&D podcast. Scope it out wherever you find podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We love hearing from you listeners, so feel free to reach out to us via social media. Enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> they weren't. That's you. Um, all right, we'll move on. Uh, Fascination Street. I need to – I just – I want to name – we're not going to talk about this. I do not at all understand this song, and it makes me uncomfortable, so we move on. Um, <laughs> prayers in the rain – or prayers for rain – uh, we're going to skip past that, and we're going to hit right into the same deep water. Uh, there there are a lot of things happening in this song that I that I kind of um, dig, and then there are also things I don't understand that I thought, like, we could we could talk about what we think um, this means. So, Because I don't think I've cracked this. Like, I actually – I think that's part of it. One thing I wanted to name, though, is I love that the, like, start of this is is – the same deep water we're talking about water and the last thing that we the last song was prayers for rain i just love that oh love yeah yeah it was prayers for rain and then we start with this uh this rain so fucking here for it is we have this storm happening at the beginning of this you're all i want to compliment you you're always really good at pointing out stuff like that that's like I get lost. I can't see the forest for the trees sometimes. So, like, coming in and you have really excellent clarity with shit like that that goes right over my head. And I just want to recognize that. <laughs> ah, shucks. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> we've got, uh... ooh, okay. So, the, the, the premise, right, is we've got this line that goes, can't you see I try? Swimming the same deep water as you is hard. Right. And so, like, I, to me, the premise is, like, this lady is deeper than him, right? And, like, this is the challenge. And this made me go, Jamie, have you ever dated someone that you were like, wow, you're just too deep for me? No. Yes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like, honestly, um, I've – the answer is no. Like, I've never felt like there's – I've dated somebody who was like, oh, there's more going on here than I'm – prepared to deal with prepared for yeah i mean i'm everybody depth necessarily yeah oh sure yeah i mean everybody's got everybody has depth of feeling but no i've never felt like it was out of my realm of expertise i've i've had this i i agree and i think that for or i agree i've had a similar experience i guess is what i should say for me it's like i've never dated somewhere where i was like they cannot uh they are they are thinking at a level or meta too meta for me to follow um i've never gotten that um i've dated people who are you know mentally unstable and that's a whole different thing right but like um, name them i've never (laughs) 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 all right so we have no (laughs) 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 but yes (laughs) that tickled me um yeah, so so I've never had that. But it is a thing that I've heard other people say where they're like, oh, I'm talking to so-and-so, but like – or I'm romantically involved with someone and they are just too shallow or like they can't follow me. They can't follow my own depth. Yeah. Um, 
and or they've gone i never know what that person's saying and i've just never had that experience and i'm wondering if that's like an arrogance thing i I don't think it's i don't think it's an arrogance thing i think we just got to recognize that like the two of us are i i i mean i i'll go ahead and name it i think we're smart people and emotionally intelligent and uh, it's it would be hard for us to relate to somebody who doesn't have that same intelligence mm. or or emotional intelligence so yeah yeah i think you're right think i'll you're claim right. it i'll claim it do the podcast yeah that's why we do it we're claiming king i'm a sad boy <laughs> bang bang you can't be a sad boy no, no, no. I'm saying the way we do this yeah. podcast. You cannot be the kind of sad boy you are in this podcast and not be deep because you just want to wallow in it. That's what we do here. <laughs> yeah. So in this song, uh, the guitar really works for me. I, I just I love it. The storm coming back near the end made me think we are drowning, right? So we had a prayer for rain previous to the song. The storm comes in. We're talking about too much depth here. There's too much water, right? And then we have the storm come back stronger. Are we drowning in this, right? Um, that was like my thought about that. Um, oh, I love also this connection with Smile. So the only other time that we have Smile, I think, in this whole album is in this song um, where we have, but I don't see and I don't feel, but tightly hold up silently my hands before my fading eyes and in my eyes, your smile. And I just think that's really interesting if we want to connect smile that specific word back to the edge of the world right um, ah yeah yeah so i don't see i don't feel i hold inside my hands before my fading eyes i'm drowning in this and this is the edge of the world i see your smile which would be the edge of the world we've already named kind of cool kind of worked for me i love a good tie back callback yeah and then i have a list of lines that didn't make sense to me sash i want us to tackle but do you have thoughts on this song Yes, uh, I think uh, this gave me uh, suicide vibes. Yep, 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 yep. It seems like a suicide pact kind of thing where the last thing you're seeing is her smile because you're doing this together. And you just named the last time we saw her smile was on the edge of the world. So if you're on the edge of the world Ooh, and, and the smile, drowning. yeah, the smile's fading. We're not, we're in the afterworld. Hey, um, look at what we did. Yeah, suicide Uh, Again, almost all these songs, like you said, they, they sound cinematic. Like you can, it it's, mm-hmm. sounds like it could be the background of some kind of song. And once again, it's that duality because he seems hung up on departure and togetherness and doesn't mm-hmm. want one without the other. Like he wants to go... But he wants to do it together by swimming in the same deep water as her. If we're if we're talking mm. physically, mm. Uh, the only thing I wanted to point out to you when when he says my hands before my fading eyes, it made me think of uh, Back to the Future <laughs> and the gift yep. that uh, Marty McFly gave to all of us with rock and roll. Yeah, he he did that. He brought rock and roll. I love Johnny, be good. People rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't upset me at all. I'm not, not every muscle in my body isn't clenched. <laughs> my final thought on this is that uh, sounds like he could really use a raincoat. <laughs> yes, he would like that. Um, <laughs> We're bringing it back, baby. <laughs> We've actually been a little out of sad boy territory for a while, I, I would say. So I think that's part of it. But, this brought us back. Um, <laughs> 
Oh, we're in it. I, okay, you just mentioned like wanting to die like together, right? And that makes this line make more sense to me. Kiss me goodbye, bow your head, and join with me, and face push deep reflections meet. That yeah. I'm like with you on that vibe. That I think that makes sense. Um, and if faces are pushing down to where reflections meet, that's going underwater. Oh yeah, you're, here's your reflection. Boom, you're in the water. You're you're drowning. Yeah. You're diving deep into that um, as the storm rages on. Um, what is it? Uh, oh, the the line and laughing break against your feet and laughing break the mirror sweet. So we shall be together. I don't really understand what that means, but something about laughing breaking something sounds so cool to me that I that I like caught the line right. I was like, ooh, what does that mean? But I don't get it. Uh, just <laughs> I don't don't, that don't turn into the Joker on us, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. The laughter, the, <laughs> the laughter breaking something sounds cool. <laughs> it's like it does, though. It does. Um, we killed the bat. Weird. Sorry, <laughs> the bat. Um, and I, I, the poet who laughed. That's my new name. Um, and I didn't particularly love the line the strangest twist upon your lips because i think we meant a smile but it just was like a weird way to say that uh, <laughs> i couldn't I, here's a statement i couldn't imagine that i didn't know what that twist looked like and i think that was tough for me it felt yeah it felt like a churlish a churlish smile <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah that's all i've got on uh the same deep water yeah, I don't have any more. You don't have it? We'll move on to uh, our final song that we're going to talk about, um, Disintegration. We're going we're gonna to go in it. Uh, so we start with the sound of breaking glass. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, the premise, right, is like uh, love. Oh, well, no, this is the song, though, that has velvet in it. Right? I don't think I wrote those lyrics down because I didn't understand them, but now I want to know them. I'll, I'll um, look it up. Keep going. Gotcha. Okay. So my my thought was um, love is like an unhealthy – he loves in an unhealthy, greedy way, and he knows it, uh, breaks, and then shares his hurt with the world for them to cheer mm. and then names that this is no surprise. That's like what I've got as like the trek of this song. Um which is there's part of that that's very very white. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> the it, yeah. Um, but I I was so the line that made me the most uncomfortable um, is the the same the shameless kiss before I feed the stench of a love for younger meat and that and the sound it makes when it cuts deep. I the it's the stench of a love for yeah. younger meat. Uh, not a thing that I'm uh, makes me uncomfy. Um, yeah, the stench. That, I I don't know. Yeah. It, it, yeah, was the this stench like stench? Sounds grimy, like not good. But it's this love for younger meat, and I also think anyone who actively wants to date people who are younger makes me uncomfortable. I understand dating someone who's younger than you and being fine with that, actively wanting to date younger than you. Is, is strange to me. I don't understand that. Um, yeah, that's never that's never been something I sought out. Uh, but right. it it, se- it seemed to just be so. 
except for but one. You I can dated. Have a stench... Sorry, go on. Right, but you're not going. I have a love for younger me, right? No. Not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. When you put it that way, it makes me upset too. <laughs> I would argue it's an indifference, right? My guess is that Jamie, you don't necessarily care. Yeah, no. That you like the person, and they can meet you in all of the emotional levels and beats that they need to. Who cares what your number is? Yeah, as long as you're an adult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that um, made me uncomfy. I like the line, "The addiction of duplicities." That was just cool. Um, I fucked with that. Good use of language. Oh, yeah, and I think you probably guessed this line. Um, but I never said I would stay to the end. I leave you with babies and hoping for secrecy. Whoa, buddy. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You got, no. You're going to leave her with leave. babies and please don't tell anybody I left you with babies? If you leave me with Fuck one you. baby, I'm mad. Plural babies? Plural babies? We're talking plural babies. And I got to shut up about it? Mr. Smith, come back here. We're going we're gonna to have a talk. <laughs> You're not leaving me with these babies. And in the That's event that you are leaving me with these babies, I'm going to tell people. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell everyone. <laughs> oh, I, uh, no. But uh, then we've got the line. So it's all come back round to breaking apart again. Breaking apart like I'm made up of glass again. And so we've got the breaking of glass at the start of the song. Then we've got the naming of it here. And this is our turn, our disintegration. This is our fall apart. This is, you know, I have the stench of younger me that I fucking, the addiction of duplicities, I guess. Um, I'm going to, we're going to have a baby and I'm going to hope for secrecy. And now I'm coming around and I'm breaking. Like this is, this is my breaking, um, which I, I fuck with a piece that has a turn. This is eight minutes, by the way. Let's be clear. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot that happens in this song. Oh, right. And and this album acts as like a the uh, Robert, right? Robert exposing himself, right? Um, and this reminds me of, of an album that we listened to before, but I couldn't remember which one that we named that of like, now that I know that I'm breaking to pieces, I'll pull out my heart and I'll feed it to the three cheers from everyone. That right? is uh, such a beautiful yeah, oh, emo kid sentence. Such a beautiful fucking high school. Absolutely. Like, you want my fucking heart? I'll get it to whoever will eat it. Ugh. Okay, and I read it wrong. I want to read it because you're right. It's it's uh, now that I know that I'm breaking to pieces. I'll pull out my heart and I'll feed it to anyone crying for comfort. Crocodiles cry Ugh, for the love of this. the crowd and the three cheers from everyone. <laughs> it is so high school emo it kid. Is. I, it is, and it's this is who it's made for. This was made for the the kids who didn't want to listen to Whitney Houston's like, how will I know if even... Like, th- these are the kids who are smoking cigarettes and drinking black coffee with the art teacher on lunch break. Like, that's oh, that's who's right. listening to this. You're right. <laughs> uh, I fuck with it, though. I, what is it? Um, oh, okay. And the last line I want to pull out here was uh, dropping through sky, through the glass of the roof, through the roof of your mouth, through the mouth of your eye, through the eye of the needle, it's easier for me to get closer to heaven, heaven than ever feel whole again. Holy fuck! I thought you were gonna like that album. I mean that 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 uh, line specifically. And the cool thing, and he at first you're like, wait, you're like, I'll forgive the eye of the mouth 
because what is that? <laughs> yeah. But then when he says yep. the eye of the needle to get into heaven, I was like, yo, do you know, do you know that that parable? The no, say it. So there's I'm gonna do a terrible job paraphrasing it here, but <laughs> there's a there's a line in the Bible that's like it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Right, so right, right. he was that. doing that work for us. Like, mm-hmm. it was a beautiful building line, and they landed it. It's a wonderful, wonderful little bit. I love it. And I also, I just love any kind of line that, like, builds on itself, right? Mm-hmm. The, like, uh, roof to roof of your mouth, mouth, eye, eye, needle. Like, I love any time we, we build on top of each other like that. It brings me so much joy. And that's you know, really the only... line. That's really the only time in the album we get something like that. And I, 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 when I heard that, I clocked that as something you would like. And I was like, I wish we had a little bit more of, of that kind of stuff. Oh, it would have had me hooked. Like if it was, if if they sprinkled that throughout this album more, I they would have, uh, they would have had me even more. But yeah, that's what I have on on fucking disintegration. I liked it. It's dark, um, but like in the best ways. <laughs> yeah, I, just. The, Two more things I got. Uh, I just said all of this music sounds like something you should journal to. I I literally, literally had that written down. And then finally, I liked how we ended with the sound of things breaking apart. Yes, yes, you're right. Because uh, and I love I love when themes are like flushed out, like when they are really there and prevalent in different ways. We've got the sound of breaking, and we have. Us vocally, lyrically naming breaking. Good stuff. For it. Um, that means that we're not talking homesick and untitled. For those of you who love those, that's um, okay. I'm sorry, we only got so much time. Um. <laughs> so now it begs the question: Is Robert Smith coming to the cookout? Dude, dude, dude. Okay, 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 okay. Here's a thought about this. Right? Is is Robert Smith? leaving his own goddamn house. Like, I don't think he knows anyone <laughs> who's going to invite him to a kickout. Dude's not leaving. He's dark, right? Like, the dude is not... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Robert Smith had never met a black person. So I don't know how he's going to get to a cookout. Uh, and then he's not going to leave his house and accidentally stumble into a cookout. So I just don't think cookouts are his, his for him I just... uh, on both sides. <laughs> I don't think he wants to go. I don't think we necessarily want him. I don't think we would hate him. He'd be a bummer. We'd probably just sit in the corner and we wouldn't talk to him then either. So it wouldn't be a problem. But I don't think I don't think the cookout's his kind of thing. It's, it's like he's not invited, but he's not upset about it. You know, no one, no one wants him at the cookout. <laughs> everybody's like, happier I'm, even if i'm his one black friend i'm not gonna be like yeah i should bring him he's gonna be fun at this cookout no nope, no nope, i'm gonna be like leave robert at home <laughs> yeah i feel like if if you did bring him like if you were trying to like get him out of the dumps like come on robert like we're gonna have a cookout it'll be fun people are cool there he would say yes but then he would just like bring like an old like gramophone and like listen to it on a picnic table <laughs> and smoke yep. smoke clove cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and every people would sit next to him like to try to tra- chat for a second and then they'd be like this was a ooh, mistake and they'd find ooh. a reason to walk away uh, <laughs> like yeah. for, I tried to I tried to talk to that dude he offered me a hard boiled egg from his pocket <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even bring enough for everybody Homeboys over there eating hard-boiled eggs and celery. 
oh shit, he's been married. I'm sorry for his partner. Uh, that sounds heavy. Um, yeah. Yikes. All yeah, right. So that's disintegration by the cure. They are uh, the cure is not is not going to the cookout. Uh, they're not they're not making it. Nope. Um, but what's the what's the better album? But what? I th- not even lol. Yeah, no, no one's making the cut. I mean, you you gave me a Titanic record against against a solid album. I mean, it's I I will I'm gonna revisit this album probably. Like, I will probably put it on when I want to do some writing. Like, it could be not bad. It's I mean, it it does it's successful in its intention, but mm. I mean, when you stack Purple Rain up against anything we're, we're having a tough we're having a really tough fight and i don't think the cure could topple this goliath that is purple rain no so we're giving it to purple rain <laughs> to we gotta uh, give it to purple rain yeah it's a it's a monumental album that is going to go down in history as one of the best ever i'm sure it's on top 10 Probably forever lists uh yeah so purple rain the 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 black album wins for like the fourth week Wait, in a row. Know, we would we would know if Purple Rain was like in a top tens list if we still had the Prince info. But God yeah, damn yeah. it! Uh. <laughs> but it gave us just a position, baby. <laughs> Which is a new favorite game. Just opposition. Find, so. Just opposition. Just opposition, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Just uh, opposition needs to be seen. Imagery. We got to cut that, and uh, that can be on the Patreon too. Jamie just being sunglasses, <laughs> eating a plum. <laughs> uh, on the toilet, of course. All right. So next week, right? We're on. We're on. What's what to listen to next week? We're doing Broadway. So. I was thinking about it because I mean I I think I had a much larger pool to draw from no. than you did, <laughs> but the mm-hmm. I I am so happy that I I figured out the album I'm gonna give you because it is perfect. Oh. You will be listening to the Broadway uh, soundtrack for Hairspray. Oh wow! Because we got we got the Baltimore. And we and the show is heavily about uh, race, race relations between uh, black folks and white folks in Maryland in the 1960s. Ooh. Like it's Ooh. it's going to be a great listen for. Have you, are you have you listened to any of it? I've seen Hairspray, okay. the movie, both the old and the new. <laughs> oh great! Oh shit! No, this is awesome then. Oh yeah, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I want it because I never close listened to Hairspray. <laughs> I mean, I like vaguely know the plot, but I, actually, I've lost confidence in that as I'm saying it. Um, I am I, Taylor named it, and and I I decided that is the right that is the right one. I am giving you the whiz. Oh um, shit! Yeah, this is gonna be great. <laughs> I have to. I have to. Um, it's just it's good, and it's so monumental to who we are. So yeah. Um, he's on down. He's on down the road. Come on in, ease on down, ease on down road. Don't you do that thing. Don't you stop over there. Just keep on going down, going down the road. Do you have you seen all of the whiz? Do you know the whiz? No. 
I only know that song, and I don't really know it that well. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I... On an episode where uh, we did the cure, I'm surprised we laughed as much as we did. So that's that makes we me feel a lot. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing excellent. Right. All right. Well, thank you for listening. As always, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Mr. Driscoll, and you can follow me uh, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, I guess, as the underscore Negro Artist, or you can find me at my website, thenegroartist.com. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening. Yeah, we always appreciate it. And until next time, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> it's great. It's a great yeah, one. Every time. It's a great sign off. It really is. It's going down. All right. That's it. Fantastic. <laughs> How long was that?